fellow supermom, I'm glad you're here. This is the special needs supermom podcast. The glass of wine for your mind. Your tribe where you can relax, unwind and get stronger and more confident about your superpowers. I'm Nadine Villeur, your host, supermom of an autistic wonderboy and a supergirl battling juvenile arthritis. All while being a military spouse and international entrepreneur. Enjoy your glass of wine. How to take the stress out of the festive season. Imagine you're an anxious kid, sad in his or her ways. Now combine that with the festive season. First there's Halloween, one parade of darkness filled with creepy masks. Then comes Thanksgiving, long travels in a cramped place. Lots of family that says you need to interact because it's fun apparently and that you just have to act normal. What's that? After which that creepy elf suddenly appears at your house watching everything you do. Have I mentioned Christmas is literally one big pile of surprises? While you hate surprises? As a supermom you can be torn between wanting to hang on to old traditions. The feelings of your kids and adjusting to family expectations. This episode is how to make the last months of the year as pleasant as possible for everyone. I'll talk about how making things clear from the start can de-stress, how to survive travel and family and dealing with expectations. So my number one tip is make it clear. And what do I mean by that? Well, make a calendar. In the last episode, we already talked about making time visible. And this is the key to get off to a good start of the holiday season. Especially for the dreamers amongst us with no sense of time. You know, I myself, I make an as simple and plain as possible three-month calendar overview. That way your kid can really see and count how many more nights till whatever event and every morning you can scratch off one more day so you know it gives a sense of control and together with your kids you can you know pencil in all the important holiday data and remember that's not only trick or treating but also the halloween party at school when you're going to buy a costume or not uh, when uh, santa arrives at the mall things like that By explaining, I mean uh, turning the unexplainable into facts. You know, the the calendar is just prepping. But how do you deal with Halloween, for instance, when you have a super anxious kid, scared of the dark, for whom you've already did so many monster clearings of his bedroom? Or how do you explain, you know, stranger danger versus it is totally okay that a white-bearded man comes sneaking into your house? Here is when explaining can really help, breaking it down to the facts. Of course, you know, you might want to alter this to match the age of your kid. But if you can turn the unexplainable and scary stuff into clear facts, it normalizes stuff. You know, explain where Halloween came from. That it's a combination of overseas Christian and Celtic traditions of the 17th, 18th century, 
combined with traditions of Native Americans and other cultures. For some kids, just plain clear facts, facts of why there is a pumpkin, why there are uh, lanterns, uh, why are there uh, creepy masks. You know, explaining can help take the angle out. And the same goes for Santa. Does this mean you have to tell Santa is not real? Maybe. But then you can explain what Santa stands for. And why for some kids the magic has to or can stay alive. And, you know, if your kid is so anxious about Santa Claus. And I've seen special needs kids that can't handle that fact. You know... Uh, at a certain moment, sometimes you also have to accept, you know, their experience is not your experience as a kid. So you want to make this yeah, yeah, season full of unexpected things and a lot of pressure from the outside world as pleasant as possible. If that means debunking some myths and everything, um, yeah, and maybe take the magic out. Maybe by taking the magic out, you make it more fun for your kid and what is more important than that now for halloween especially here are some extra tips Uh, tips you can use around your house tricks you can use around your house number one if you have young kiddos who are really afraid of ghosts maybe you can show them casper the friendly ghost Uh, monsters inc can do the trick or you know old scooby-doos because in the end with scooby-doo It turns out there are no scary monsters or scary ghosts. That there are always people and often bad people. Extra special little lights in the bedroom for those frantic about the dark can turn scary into magical. You know, my almost 15-year-old daughter still has uh, extra lights in her bedroom. And that's totally fine. You can, of course, say, ah, you're now getting older and just grow up. But if it makes the whole bedtime ritual unpleasant, why not indulge a little bit and make their room nice and pleasant by turning, you know, my my daughter had her Christmas tree, tiny little Christmas tree up till, I don't know, last month or so. And now she swapped it with something else with extra lights. And that's totally fine. Also remember your house, your sanctuary. Thus... Tone your house down if it's normally super scary. You know, maybe if you explain your next door neighbor, he'll comply as well. You know, that he doesn't have the whole graveyard completely with music and lights tuned. Uh, That he will tone it down a bit. And if he doesn't, you know, take the angle out by maybe normalizing uh, what you see. Give the skeletons names and for the little professors, teach your kid where the plastic is made from. You know, the plastic that is used for the skeletons and the boards. Uh, Just make it into a fun science uh, project. And of course, you can't take all the scary stuff out. But at your home, you can make it pleasant. Halloween doesn't have to be scary. You know, it didn't start out. Uh, as a tradition that way. So, uh, you know, go back to the basics if needed. And if your kid is really into maybe Harry Potter and such, give your kid an amulet. But make sure you have several in case they get lost. 
cast protective spells together around your house and remind them uh, of the lesson Harry Potter and his friends were taught when they had to face a ghost uh, that would take the form, the shape of their worst fear. What it taught them was that one, everybody's afraid. Two, everybody's afraid of something different. And three, humor can help take the angle out. Laughter can always help, you know, bring the tension down. Maybe it can help, you know, uh, if you already pray with your kid. And your kid knows that you turn to prayer as well to, to you know, to relieve stress or, you know, end your day. Help your kid find peace in praying. And say a special uh, prayer uh, and ask God for extra protection. Six, if your kid really, really doesn't want to go trick-or-treating, don't. It's okay. You know, might be said because you were really looking forward to it. But is it worth the gazillion ten, uh, temper tantrums even before you left the bloody house? Yeah. We often want our kids to experience what we've experienced, you know, and that it was fun and, oh, uh, yeah, all the costumes and all the lights in the darkness. But if your kid really, really hates it, why put him through it? Uh, now, it's simply not possible to have your kid experience the same thing as you because your kid is different than you. And the settings are different as well. Let him or help uh, let him or her help you hand out candy. Uh, let him or her help you decorate the house in a nice, not scary way. Uh, and if you insist on trick or treating, you know, especially in the beginning, if they haven't experienced anything yet, and you still want to at least try it. Uh, why not do it during the daylight and ask if a few neighbors uh, mind if you come by during uh, daylight? This will not make the displays at the stores and the decorations of gardens and houses less scary. It doesn't make it less dark in the evening. But explaining what it is about and toning it down can help bring down anxiety. Our kids often know instinctively what will help them. Why not ask them what they want? Ask them what, they, what needs to be done to make Halloween doable and make Halloween as much pleasant as possible for them you know they might surprise you with their ideas so the scary halloween part is over here's my second tip to go through this festive season without stress the tip around traveling and family gatherings you know halloween is over Maybe that wasn't even such a stressful and scary event because it took place in and around the safe place of your kid, your house, without family interference, without the need of traveling for a long time. Thanksgiving can be stressful for special needs kids and us moms because of several things. One, the travel. Two, family interference. And three, staying overnight somewhere else. How to tackle these? Well, when it comes to travel, please take your time. If the schedule is tight and you get stressed, your kids get stressed. So allow yourself that extra hour on the airport. Or three hours extra when taking the car. 
So you can stop along the way and maybe take a hike. uh, Or enjoy a fun meal somewhere. Or or two. Or when some serious barbary is needed. Travel from toy store to toy store. Let your kid help pack his own bag. Not only to stay overnight. But also, you know, help him pack his or her bag with fun stuff to do along the way. And don't think small. Don't limit your kids. You know, you can say, well, it has to fit in your backpack, for instance. Or, you know, it has to fit in, you know, carry-on suitcase. But let your kids decide. We struggled a lot with the fact that my son uh, wanted to bring Lego along the way. Uh, Brand new Lego. And we saw all those pieces going through the car, getting lost, whatever. Uh, The car being, you know, one big booby trap of Lego bricks. But, you know, Lego, really, we made it such into such a big problem. But Lego is fine. You know, you can clean up later. Our Wonder Boy always wanted and still wants to bring Lego. And we always fussed about it because pieces could get lost. Uh, and it wouldn't be easy to build something in the car. But he didn't see that, you know. And it kept his restless hands busy. His mind occupied. And as I said, you can clean up later. Uh, my my daughter wanted to bring 20 stuffed animals to take along. And we were like, really? You need that? But during a car trip, she would entertain her sta- stuffed animals. And at the house of the family member, do the same thing. So we didn't, we, we didn't get the fact, why bring 20 if you can just bring one or maybe three? But if that was what they needed, you know, in the end, it's really worth it. So bribery, you know, sometimes it's just the only solution. Uh, And you can have a whole debate about it. But seriously, (laughs) sometimes it just does the trick and it helps you stay sane. The trick is with bribery, set some rules. They only get something if they behave, you know, and specify what behave is what are the rules they have to obey behave by itself says nothing it's such a fake term so you can say say don't touch your sibling in the car you know the, the poking and, 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 and the slabbing or whatever uh, no yelling but do you know make sure do they understand the concept of yelling uh, maybe they think they're just loud and that's totally different than yelling uh Maybe they have to be quiet for 10 minutes. Whatever. If um, you're going to promise them a little treat or a little gift or something uh, uh, for the long travel. Don't just give it. You know, make sure that they, you know, you have some rules. They have to, uh, you know, comply to. And they uh, are holding they are going to be held accountable for that. So be sure you have some rules and make them really specific, really clear. Bribery IDs. <laughs> Hourly mini gifts. Each hour they don't yell or argue or complain. They get something. Uh, or maybe every time you uh, arrive at a, a gas station, they can pick out a small thing. At the store. However stupid you might think (laughs) it is. What they are going to pick out. Uh, You know. For them it's one big adventure. 
Overnight travel, you know, that's a lot of hours in a cramped space. Add something extra for this, like promise they can swim in a pool at the motel or pick out a movie on the movie channel. You know, treat yourself to a glass of wine after so many hours in the car. We were once stuck in a blizzard um, at the Rocky Mountains. And oh my gosh, you know, thankfully we had a good DVD set. And the kids were allowed to bing watch a gazillion movies. Because we, we just didn't want to stop. We had to drive eight hours straight. It was a scary drive. But we did it. And we managed it. Uh, thanks to allowing them to bing watch <laughs> whatever kid movie there was on the DVD. And they both had their own DVD player. So that was really helpful. So travel is done. And here comes the family gathering. You know, great. The kids of your brother and your sister-in-law look dressed to the teeth, are really polite. They help out, play nicely together. And yours, you know, it's just one big drama. And that's when it begins, if not earlier. The comments, the so-called advice, the harsh tones to your boy, the look your daughter gets... And you, you know, you just have to be more strict. You should not blah, 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 do this or that. Uh, Handling this, handling your family, takes practice for sure. By your kids, by you, and by your family. You know, in the beginning, it might be because people simply don't know uh, how to deal with a certain situation. They don't understand the concept of autism. They don't understand that if your kid is uh, diabetic, they really can't have even the tiniest uh, sugary treat, for instance. Uh, Educate your family. You know, especially in the beginning. I found the book, The 10 Things I Wish You Knew uh, About uh, My Autism, really helpful to educate my family. But still, at a certain moment, my thank you for your advice, you know, wasn't enough to make them stop. I several several times had to become angry. Uh, We even walked out on my mother-in-law's house one day because she became hysterical about how it would all go wrong with our boy. And she did this during lunch, at which our wonder boy was present. Our sweet, really sensitive wonder boy. Uh, My mom uh, once said, you know, we just gave in too quickly uh, when our daughter was tired. And that a wheelchair really wasn't necessary. This was six years after the diagnosis. And my daughter having weekly medication shots plus a lot of other meds, and going to a special children's hospital, I raised my voice then and there. And, you know, you don't want it to happen, and you want to stay polite to your parents, but sometimes you really have to, I don't know, yeah, shock them, really, uh, because they really don't get it. When nowadays people start a sentence by, could I give you a tip? I say no, no you can't. As long as you don't have a kid like mine, you don't know what you're talking about. So thank you for your concern, but no. And, you know, of course, having said that, uh, we're now in a special needs 
world special needs playing the special needs game for a good nine years you know and that was since the diagnosis uh let's not even talk about the early years when there was not di- a diagnosis yet so um yeah it gets easier because you get more confident because you know more about the disease yourself or the the the, the special thing that's going on with your kid uh you get more confident and you know what works and what doesn't work nowadays or after a couple of years i also informed or set the rules before arriving at a party you know my kids for instance need a downtime by themselves and first i felt guilty because all the nephews and all my nephews and nieces wanted to play and had fun and all wanted to be with my kids and my parents and my brothers were like yeah but your kids are older they just have to behave and it's only for one day or two days that doesn't matter my kids need downtime to process stuff or need or to you know rest nowadays you know uh i realized that way more and i will tell them no they they really can't be disturbed and no downtime is not watching a movie on your tablet surrounded by little cousins that are half your age downtime means they get to be alone you know and after a certain amount of time of course they will come back but uh i will set rules for this uh, i told my parents this will go, this is going to happen this is what is needed period there was no room for discussion you know and but that's also where educating your kids comes in tell them as young as they are that when they feel overwhelmed that that is totally fine that they can come to you if so so you can help them maybe you can come up with a signal word or give them a stuffed animal that helps show people they are stressed and need downtime or help or something so if they can't get the words out grandma can see because they hold that specific stuffed animal they can't cope anymore you know and if they are a bit older maybe you can agree that they at least have to do one activity or take a, or take actively part in something for an hour and reward them if they did or if they even tried to do that i have to be honest like i said with time comes experience knowledge and confidence you know in the beginning i wanted to control everything uh and i wanted to ha- make it a pleasant experience for my parents and uh i couldn't i found it hard to deal with the tantrums didn't know how to handle those and what to do uh but now because i'm way longer in the game uh and i don't feel that need to control everything not everything has to be perfect or like it was when i was a kid you know i'm letting go a bit my kid kids don't have to socialize with their cousins all the time my son can bring his computer and i don't care about the comments of family anymore and i will stop them if they do so you had to travel you had the family gathering and now comes yay the overnight stay at grandma's you know it sounds fun right 
Well, actually most kids, especially need kids or not, find this a bit stressful. The house of grandma makes different noises at night, smells different. And that doll grandma put in your room, you know, it's downright creepy. Seriously, me personally, I, I never understood dolls. Ugh, yikes. Here, you as a supermom have to stick your ground. And it can be hard around family. Um, but there are things to make it less scary and way more pleasant for your kids and thus yourself and thus your family. One, magical lights. You know, the same trick as for Halloween. Have special, nice, magical, fairy kinds of lights that, that lit up the room and take take the creepy shadows away. Um, take everything out of the room your kid finds scary. And I mean out of the room. Putting it in the closet is waiting for a monster to come out one moment or the other. I mean, seriously, you don't remember Child's Play? Your kid needs 20 stuffed animals to help them? That's totally fine. Who doesn't want to sleep over with 20 stuffed animals? You know, like I said, my daughter used to bring a lot of stuffed animals. And uh, she had a special suitcase only for her beanie boos. It helped her calm down, sleep and she had lovely tea parties with them. The trick with stuffed animals, it brings comfort and distraction. Often younger kids tend to comfort their stuffed animals. They help their scared bear deal with something and will explain what you already told your kids. You know, they will explain to their stuffed animals. So it really is a great comfort and distraction. If your kid is still not okay by themselves in that strange room, why not let them sleep together with you? It's only for one or two nights. Let a stressful day end with some nice quality time. It's also a great excuse, by the way, if you are done with your in-laws, <laughs> your overbearing mom, or the political discussions with your brother. So, you survive Thanksgiving at the in-laws, and whoppa, next day it looks like Christmas has arrived. Including that elf that keeps an eye on your kid, Santa apparently knowing everything you do, And being really disappointed, or at least that is what your mom keeps telling you every time you couldn't behave as expected. You know, 24 really long days till that big pile of gifts magically show up. You know, it's so great. There's this guy sticking around your house as well. A big pile of surprises. And you as a kid have to be happy about it. While you hate surprises. And rather have one thing. Not because it's more expensive or bigger. But because you can handle it. And you know. As I said. You can't deal with surprises. You just want to know up front. And that sounds so weird and so strange. Uh, but I will tell you about this here. Uh, before I go into the gifts. Don't ever. Use Santa as a threat. You are not Santa. No, okay, you're paying for it. I get that. But one, you won't stick to it. You know, that if you don't behave, Santa will not. Of course, your kid will get gifts. So the whole threatening with you won't get anything or Santa won't. You know, you won't stick to it. And seriously, do you want to stick to that? Um, 
because you just made that friendly dude into a horrible man who apparently likes all those other kids. So think about what you do to the self-esteem of your kid here. You know, Christmas will never be the same. Keep Santa uh, as a friend and not as a way to let your kid behave better. Expectations, like I said. So since a year or two or St. Nicholas, because we celebrate St. Nicholas here in the Netherlands for the younger kids. And Christmas days are way more relaxed. Why? Because our 16-year-old wonder boy knows exactly what he gets. He doesn't get the joy of a sack full of little things he doesn't want or like anyway. He doesn't get the having to be happy about something he didn't ask for. It's a waste of money, as he describes it. You know, and by the way, that he is really into Star Wars doesn't mean he's into everything with a Star Wars logo. You know, even when it comes to Lego... He's really specific about things. I understand the discussion this sparks. We were brought up this way. You know, life is full of surprises. At least he is getting gifts. All true. But aren't gifts supposed to bring joy? If your kids are really anxious around Christmas, pay attention to what makes them anxious and see if you can take out the angle. Maybe together with your kids. Things you can do. One, you don't have to have an elf. Santa knows your kid is good. You know, the whole elf on the shelf. Take that little creepy bastard out of your house. Two, like I said before, you are not Santa. So don't use him to get your kids to behave. Three, tell them the truth. If they are are, and keep being scared of this stranger. You know, uh... Teach your kids stranger danger all the time. And some kids take that really, really, really literally. Uh, And Santa, they will never get it. Especially if they see that they are really just random guys dressed up. And don't come up with there's one real Santa then. And the rest are, you know, people helping him. Because how is that man with suddenly a beard on not... A danger, but a regular friendly looking guy is a danger. You know, for some kids, you know, the facts can really help take the whole stress out of it. You know, of course it depends, you know, can they keep a grown-up secret and everything. But most kids can. What also helped for us, give something beforehand. So, you know, you have the big pile and you have to wait. And you have to wait. And you have to wait. Especially with, you know, small kids, a stuffed animal uh, can help them um, get through the rest of the day. Help them unwrap the rest, you know, uh, the other gifts. And they can talk to the animal and, you know, it helps them deal with the situation. If you have a hyperactive kid, give them something that helps them let the energy out. You know, hello, obstacle court in the backyard. If you have a nervous kid, you know, a fiddly toy can help. Or let them bing watch their favorite Disney movie if that helps them calm down. Uh, But letting them wait for hours and hours and hours until they can finally dive into that big pile. Often just opening, letting them open one thingy or give them one thing can help uh, break the tension down. 
you know, when it comes to gifts, like I said before, you know, I love uh, buying and gathering little gifts. And uh, I love stuffing those socks with tiny things. But my son hates tiny things he didn't ask for, you know, goes for big things he didn't ask for as well. Do I have to buy him big expensive things then? No, of course not. But I can break down a Lego Star Wars box into smaller pieces. And I also stock on minifigures during the year. So instead of buying a little thing, a gazillion little things, you know, just to fill something up, buy something they really like. It might be a little bit bigger and more expensive, but you can break it down into mini gifts. And often when you count all those mini gifts up, it is often as expensive, uh, if not higher, as that one big box of Lego uh, you broke down. So sometimes you're like, well, the sock is only for really small little presents, $1 gifts or $5 gifts or something like that. Uh, well, if you have six of those, that's a 30 dollar lego box so you know you can buy that one box and break it down into little gifts the next point it takes some practice but convince your parents and steer them in the right direction when it comes to buying gifts yes your parents like to surprise your kids but tell them the surprise element is exactly what takes the fun out of the day for your kids and really isn't it about your kids So your one child wants a gazillion presents, loves that big pile. The other kid really wants one thing and it might be a little bit more expensive, but he, he doesn't like surprises. He doesn't get the whole big pile of things. He just wants one thing. That's okay. Focus on their individual needs, however diverse they might be. You know, your kids will be okay with it. It's often us as a parent that is not okay with it and keeps comparing things. You know, especially when your kids get older, they understand things way better. My son is happy for his sister with the multiple presents, but not as happy as he is with his one big gift. What in his case this year was a combined present for St. Nicholas, Christmas and his birthday in February. He got a Lego Death Star. So... He was allowed to open it uh, with Christmas. He knew he was going to uh, get it with Christmas. He didn't get anything from us, his parents, for his birthday. But, you know, he he is still beaming about the fact that he got a Lego Death Star. And he was totally fine not getting a present from his parents at his birthday yeah, two months later. So, we as, you know... Not being on the autistic spectrum might not get that. But for him, it made total sense. He really liked that. He would easily, actually even break it down. You know, he said, you know, you spent that much money around uh, St. Nicholas, that much money for Christmas. I get a gift that's worth that much around my birthday. Of course, he was a little bit bigger, so he realized the prices of things. He said, so together that comes down to this much money. Can't I just have one thing for that? Uh, and, you know, he, we had the best Christmases ever. 
I made the mistake. I uh, surprised him with a graduation present two weeks ago. And the stress and the unexpected gift uh, caused a meltdown. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. You know, surprising him in his favorite Lego store. Uh, well, his second favorite Lego store, because his favorite one is in Kansas and we don't live there anymore. But I thought it would be so cool to surprise him with a Star Wars thing from the Lego store. But he didn't expect it. Uh, he didn't feel it was needed and it was too expensive. And the whole thing made it really, you know, all the fun I thought it was going to bring was all gone. So that was the last time ever in his life he will get an unexpected gift. Because it really wasn't worth it. So. This was a lot. But the last quarter of the year is a lot. I hope these insights and tips help you and your kids enjoy these coming holidays. Remember, take time. Take the angle out of whatever stresses your kids out. And set the rules for your family, your kids, you know, your expertise, your rules. Focus on the needs of your kids. If your kid is content, you will be too. For now, stay sane and stay happy. Until our next virtual glass of wine. Bye. My fellow supermoms, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe. Let me know what you think and tag me on Instagram at Nadine van Leer. And you might win the monthly one-hour special needs supermom coaching session. Stay sane and stay happy. Until the next class of wine.